Hi everyone, I'm Rosanna and this is AFL Obsessed. One minor point of housekeeping before we begin, Mason Cox is an American who did not grow up with Aussie footy, but he is now playing in the league for Collingwood as if he did. So I meant to express that previously, I'm not sure it came out quite along those lines. Um, Moving along, I am losing my voice from cheering for Brownie. As many of you may have done this past weekend, Jonathan Brown is my absolute favorite and he is an absolute legend and he ran his first marathon ever. It was the New York City Marathon just this last weekend and he absolutely smashed it for someone who has never run a marathon before with a crazy amazing time of 3 hours 14 minutes and 27 seconds. I just think that's mind blowing because It's 26 plus miles. I think just running even half of half of half of that scares me. Um, I always joke that I don't run unless I'm paid or chased. And I just find it so inspiring and so encouraging when I see people kind of do things like that. So I definitely chased him around Manhattan with my poster And I feel like he saw me with the poster, but because I wasn't the team brownie that he was expecting, I think that it was probably one of those things where maybe he thinks, wow, New York is so welcoming. Like if you're running your first marathon here, someone will be assigned to you to make a poster and cheer for you. (laughs) I just thought it was so fun to watch and it was a beautiful day for the race too. As a first-time spectator, I highly recommend if you are in New York around that time, it, it has always been billed as a quintessential New York experience, and I really believe that. Um, I also went because my boyfriend Andrew's cousin was running the marathon as well, but it's just one of those things where, I, I mean, I really was so moved by the crowd and there were so many New Yorkers and tourists alike just cheering for strangers and just encouraging them when they were down and there was a group next to me who even brought water like in a backpack for runners and anybody who was running by us that looked like they were slightly fatigued or wanted to give up they were like do you need water do you need water and they were just handing it off and I was incredibly touched by just how heartwarming that experience is and it was great to know people who are running but I'm gonna go back every year and just cheer for all of the runners because they're doing such an amazing feat and a lot of them were running for different charities and all the different reasons they were running too were so like Honestly, it was profoundly moving for someone who has never been to like a marathon at all or seen one kind of just happening. They are right. The tagline for the New York City Marathon is it will move you. And it really did. Um, And I'm really glad that I could have been a part of that. And it was so amazing to see an AFL legend also. So shout out to Chrissy and Sam and Brownie and Nova 100 because they're all here this week. And I just hope I run into you like on the streets of New York. Um, (laughs) moving along, I have to say to, um, going back to my first impressions of the game, I remembered just concentrating so hard on what was happening the first time I ever watched a game. I was trying hard not to get a migraine from that. And the first thing that stood out was the Guernseys. And to my American counterparts, that's just what Australians call the jersey that they wear. 
And it's very similar to like what we consider like our jerseys, you know, they're either sleeveless or um, they are kind of like a long sleeve edition. But I think it was just so jarring the first time I ever saw the Guernseys because they're it was so haphazard with no real design elements. I felt like there were logos kind of just like, you know, all over different parts of the Guernsey and there was really no sizing consideration also. So I think that was really kind of shocking being from an American sport and spectating like we're on our side. I feel like we're very minimal in terms of compared to other sports internationally, I feel like we typically have a number on the back and a name, and that's all you really need to watch. We don't really need much more than that. We don't need branding. Sometimes there's a small teeny logo of, you know, um, like Under Armour or Nike that you might see somewhere, but it's pretty like teeny compared to the rest of what's happening. And I know for like the West Coast jersey example, for example, there's a huge Hungry Jack on the back. And I think that's like the equivalent of their Burger King. So there's just like a massive burger on the back of the Guernsey. Um, and that takes up predominantly the entire <laughs> back of just kind of beyond the numbers because that's all they really have on theirs. They don't have like names. They have numbers and just like logo branding all over. Almost like a Formula One kind of situation going on where it just looks like someone ran up to you and just put a bunch of stickers on you. So um from a, actually my background is in fashion. So from a fashion perspective, I kind of just wanted to do a breakdown of what I think the top five Guernseys are in the AFL, um, just because I find them so fascinating to look at. And they are so different from the American jerseys that I see. Number five, I would have to say that honor goes to the Western Bulldogs. They have a Guernsey that is kind of like a medium color blue with white and red stripes going across it. And there is like a picture of a bulldog in the front. And it just looks like a fun Guernsey that just is very like sportsy to me. It kind of reminds me of like actually, um, I want to say like Lagunitas beer or something, which kind of reminds me of just being outdoors in the summer and playing co-ed softball. And so I think maybe that's kind of why I'm drawn to it and gravitating towards it. Um, the number four honor of the, I guess, Guernseys of the AFL kind of in terms of style, I would say would be a two-way tie between the Essendon Footy Club and the Richmond Footy Club. They are fairly similar. Um, the Essendon Guernsey is completely black with a diagonal red slash, kind of like a pageant. It reminds me of like a beauty pageant slash, kind of going across, like announcing the, who they're playing for. And the Richmond Guernsey is a black one with a yellow sash kind of going down the side. So I don't know if those designers were talking to each other or they maybe they came from the same place, but they kind of look like very similar mirrored images of each other. And the number three Guernsey would have to be St. Kilda. They have this cool color blocking vertically. It's black, white, and red. And I don't know, it just reminds me of maybe like Broadway and just kind of all the fun like Broadway shows. I'm sure Aussie players are going to be like, what are you talking about? But it just kind of makes me think of Times Square and like the excitement and fun. And I just think that it's um, a fun like color blocking 
I feel like they should use that more because I feel like there's predominantly stripes you'll see either vertically or horizontally, but I like they have that added little element in there. And the number one honor I think goes to the Sydney Swans. They have a red Guernsey with kind of across the chest um, in white, the kind of skyline, I would say, or just kind of like in the backdrop it looks like the Sydney Opera House. And I thought that was a beautiful design element to kind of add the cityscape and something that's such a like heart of their, like that and the Harbor Bridge, I guess. But really like everybody knows that Opera House when you see it. And it's just a beautiful way to kind of honor your city and honor your footy club because it's played there. I thought that was kind of like a nice touch. And I feel like maybe some of the other clubs could do that too. Not that they're taking creative inspiration or design inspiration from me. But, you know, um, I do have to mention that from time to time they will make Aboriginal Guernseys. I find them all to be beautiful creations. And I actually prefer them at times to the home and away and clash Guernseys that I feel like the teams wear. I think that they're just so beautiful and kind of what it represents too is so amazing. So I'd love to see more of that. um, And hopefully they'll just keep incorporating that more and more year after year. When I ask my American friends or just when I tell them about my favorite sport, the funniest thing that I've found is that universally um, across the board, the first question that every American has ever asked me is, oh, you mean rugby? And that's an entirely different sport. Like, And I, I just find that to be so funny because it's like we're all reading from the same playbook or something. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about like Aussie footy. And, and really, I've been corrected at times as if like I'm the one that's confused. Like, oh, no, no. So rugby. So rugby. And um, I lived in Colorado before I moved to New York and I got to see rugby firsthand. It is a completely different sport. No less respect for those men who are getting knocked down um, day in and day out, like all day and all night on the fields and then getting back up and just being like completely fine. Uh, that's so admirable, but it is a completely different sport, different background, different rules. Um, just to me, they're completely polar opposite. And when I watch them, it's easily identifiable to me which sport is which that I'm seeing. Um, so what I actually thought was really interesting that you might not know is that football and basketball, so football actually um, came in 1869. And, you know, that's been around for quite some time. And basketball came after that um, in 1891. And I know it is kind of hard to identify, you know, the origin or the actual invention of of a sport, because they gradually like evolve and develop over time, and they do change. But the AFL actually, Aussie footy was invented in 1858. I mean, how crazy is that, that that actually came before modern day basketball and football, which we all love. And I would, you know, and it's maybe not, I don't think that's something that's known. I find that to be so interesting that it's been around for, you know, quite a bit longer even than basketball. And it's just one of those things that I feel like maybe is like a little known fact, at least for an American who was pretty shocked to kind of find that out. Um, And I know that when I talk to Australians about the sport, um, they don't use, they've kind of let me know they don't use the term franchising when it comes to their sports teams or sports players. 
And I think I've had conversations with a couple of my Aussie friends and they've been like, I mean, what is that exactly? Like franchising, like, are you working for a McDonald's? Like, what does that mean? And here it's just different where we actually can privately like own our sports teams and um, the players can be franchised, whereas all of the teams in the AFL are not. And they're, they all fall under like the Australian Football League umbrella. So that's kind of an interesting distinction too. Um, let me know if you've ever been confused by any of the terms or maybe even what you think of just the uniforms. Like my Twitter is AFL Obsessed, but also email me, AFL Footy Obsessed. I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on maybe what the defining differences you think about American sports and Australian sports when you watch them, because it can be so varied and, but interesting. And I like to know kind of the differences and your impressions too. I just think they're so exciting and fun to kind of like compare. Um, the first club that actually was formed in the AFL is the Melbourne Demons. And I really like their crest. It's very simplistic. It just has Melbourne in navy and red with kind of the Melbourne footy club symbol. And their colors are red and navy blue. Like I said, they are known for the ones who wrote the rules to Aussie footy. And in 1858 was kind of like the creation and origin where like uh, the captain of the cricket team basically and his friends just kind of wrote out the rules for what would become Australian football. And so they get the honor of not only having the name of, you know, the city of Melbourne where it is played, they also have their home games at the Melbourne Cricket Club, which I think is super exciting. I love the G. Um, I think that stadium holds 100,000 people. So it's really kind of a fun place to watch a game if you ever get the opportunity. So yeah, they're known for just being the ones who established the sport. So many great um, and famous, actually, um, players like Norm Smith and um, Ron Brassi, like coaches, they all kind of have their roots with this club and it's really cool to see and my favorite player actually for the Melbourne Demons is Max Gaughan I love Ghani. Um he's great and I look forward to kind of catching more of his you know exciting plays in future and really I'm just waiting for the season to begin again but I'm so grateful that you're here with me during the time in between as we wait for the next game so that's it for me um ciao for now and we'll talk footy soon